Welcome to the Mom Talk Show, where we believe that being an informed mom is key to recognize problems at an early age. As a mom in today's world, facing challenges can be overwhelming, but having the right support can make all the difference. Our mission is to provide helpful and trustworthy information to support you on your parenting journey. Welcome to Mom Talk, the talk show for mom. I'm Genevieve Carlefave and I will be your host. Today, we're going to be talking about how to manage your child anxiety with Sonia Bragg. So welcome, Sonia. Thank you. It's so nice to see you today. Thank you, you too. So, Sonia, uh, you are a social worker and you're the director at Bright, Bright Star Counseling in yes, Port Moody, right? In Port Moody, yeah. Awesome. So, first question for you today. Um, what is uh, childhood anxiety looking like in this day and age? So, it can look very different depending on the developmental age of the child. So, in young kids, we would see more temper tantrums, meltdowns. Those are kind of our externalizing anxiety. You can see anger, frustration. It often doesn't look like the typical anxiety we might see in, in adults because adults are able to verbalize what they're feeling and kids don't. They just show us through their behaviors. Um, you might have some school refusal, doesn't want to go to school. On the extreme end, some children who stop talking for social um, anxiety. We have different phobias, so a child that might be afraid of vomiting, which is one of the most common anxiety phobias we see in children. Again, it's something that is hard to pick up as a parent necessarily. Um, we have children that when they're a little bit older, uh, they are afraid to stay at a friend's house, they may not go on a sleepover, and just behaviors that are avoidant. A child who will not want to do something again and again, it's usually an indication of, of, of anxiety. Mm, okay, so if we want to help our child with anxiety, where do we start? What do we do? What's important to know about anxiety is that we all feel anxious. Um, I'm anxious, you asking me questions, um, anytime we try a new job somewhere, when we, we all feel anxiety. So, so what are you saying? It's anxiety, it's also healthy. There's it's also healthy. Okay. We actually perform better when we feel anxious. Okay. Um, so sometimes we need a little bit of anxiety before you write a test, before you give a presentation. It really increases our performance. So it is a good thing. When it's not a good thing is when it interferes in a child's life where they're not able to go to school, go on a play date, um, take part in, a, in, their, in their soccer team or in a dance recital. Then we worry that the anxiety has become um, impactful on their life and that's where we want to intervene to give them some skills to manage because we want a child to manage their anxiety not anxiety managing the child mm, okay so what is the difference now between anxiety mm -hmm. and an anxiety disorder it's a really good question mm -hmm. because a lot of parents will bring their child to counseling when their child is anxious to be away from a parent because a grandmother just died or a, or, or a pet died. They may feel a little bit more anxious mm -hmm. over um, a shorter period of time. We don't, we don't worry about that anxiety. We worry about when it's a disorder, when it's persistent and when it's frequent and when it's intense. So a child who really is unable to separate from their parent when they're going into grade school, as an example, then we want to intervene and then we look at more of a, a disorder, not just regular worry or reaction to an event that has happened in their life. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about different type of anxiety disorder that our parents or moms that are listening right now should be aware, should know of? 
So there's the general, um, generalized anxiety, and that is the child that is um, thinking, what if? What if mom doesn't come back after my swimming lessons? What if dad doesn't pick me up? They just kind of worry about everything. That's our generalized anxiety. Then we have more specific ones, and that we were talking about the phobia before, so fear of vomiting, fear of snakes, fear of dogs, where it's just very particular to one thing. We have social anxiety. This is a lot for kids um, who've gone through COVID. They haven't been outside, they haven't socialized. Yeah. So if they're a little bit anxious, they may develop um, a social anxiety. And that is where they're worried someone is thinking bad thoughts about them or, or judging them. That the extreme end of social anxiety is selective mutism, which we hear more and more about. Um, and then we have um, the separation anxiety, which I actually think is often just a coping mechanism. Um, parents and uh, caregivers are often the safe person for a child and they use that as a, as a coping mechanism for, for anxiety. Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit about the wave of anxiety so our moms that are listening can understand that's that little tip, which I think understanding that this is going to go up but trusting that it's going yes. to go down, right? Yeah. Can you uh, talk to us about I'm that? I'm glad you, you brought that up because that's an important part and this is where parents often rescue their child, kind of at the very tip of their anxiety because there's nothing more distressing as a parent to see your child anxious and uh, taking them home from school early or allowing them to avoid something is a really great short-term solution. But in the end, it increases the anxiety because like you were saying that wave, you cannot be anxious forever. If you sit in that anxiety long enough, there will be a tip to it and then it will, it will come down because there is no danger. There's any danger and it's just the brain thinking something bad is going to happen. So the child really needs to see the resolution of the anxiety. Okay. Okay, my last question for you, Sonia, today is, as a parent, how can we actually not contribute or to this anxiety and, and not feed it? So something which often goes counterintuitive is not to be too reassuring. So if we're often telling our child, it's okay, you'll be okay, mom will pick you up, and this and this and this is gonna happen, the child is also picking up that this must be really something yeah, to worry something about. There's something wrong, right? There's something wrong. Okay. My mom is reassuring, my dad is reassuring me so much, there must be a reason that I'm worried. So addressing, I will pick you up at the end of the day and we are going to bake together, finished, move on. So part they of know that, the next step. They know the next step okay. and it's managing their own anxiety, managing a parent's own anxiety and not feeding in and swimming in the soup of anxiety with your child. I went to the dentist the other day mm -hmm. and um, uh, they're, they're always recommending uh, to not say, don't worry, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. So it's not going to hurt. The child's already associating this mm -hmm. with pain, even though they're not even there yet. They know it's going to hurt, right? So any other tips like this or what really not to say or? Yeah, to be honest, to be honest, it, 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 if their procedure will hurt, to say it might hurt a little bit. Um, but we're telling a child, don't worry, it's not going to hurt. We're not even expecting pain. That is, that is the parent's own experience, perhaps, of, of at, a, at a dentist. Um, and you're, you're very correct. It just feeds into this, um, this idea that there's something bad going to happen. And children are so good at reading emotions around them, and they pick it up really fast. Uh, we often say anxious kids, anxious parents. It really goes hand in hand. Okay. 
My last question. Yeah. My really last question yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we're worried, we don't know where this is going, when should we take an appointment? When should we go and see someone about our child that we're starting to be worried about? Sooner, I would say sooner than later, just because it takes less work okay. um, than when a child is not no longer going to school, no longer being able to do the daily things that a child enjoys uh, to do. Oftentimes it starts with the, with the parents. So we see the parents, we give them some tips, and then the child is able to come in depending on um, their developmental age. But until 10 years old, we really work with the parents in, in how to help a child manage through anxiety. Oh, excellent. Sonia, where can we find you? At brightstarcounseling.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sonia. It was nice to see you again. You've been many, many times on Parent Talk podcast, so it's nice to have you today on Mom Talk. Thank you. To contact us or to view all our available episodes, please visit mom-talk.ca. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Mom Talk, and on Tri-Cities Community Television. We are also on the all the podcast platform under Mom Talk, formerly Parent Talk Podcast. So if you're an expert, please contact us. We want to hear from you. Mom Talk uh, would like to thank uh, Tri-Cities Community Television and also uh, our community sponsor, La Société Francophone de Maillardville. If you know a mom that would benefit from this episode, please share this episode with her. Remember, it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village, and be true to yourself. I'm Genevieve Kyle Five, and thank you for joining us. Bye. Visit us at mom-talk.ca to access our podcast library and stay up to date with our latest content. Follow us on social media for more tips, hacks, and inspiration. Thank you for joining us on this exciting journey of motherhood.